The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host, and we are here to break down the 2020 NFL schedule. Uh, we will have on Monday a more in-depth week one. This is Friday's show, of course. I mean, we'll probably release on Thursday night, but you know, you get the point. Uh, Monday will be a more in-depth breakdown of week one lines. Um, We'll reference them probably at some point in the show. And if there's a, a bet that you should go out and make because a line is screwed up, we will let you know, but we'll keep digging into the schedule. It is a stinky, stinky onion that has many layers and uh, will be like a Christmas gift that keeps on giving or something like that. Make sure and watch CBS Sports HQ because they'll be unpacking the schedule all throughout the weekend. Pete Prisco will be on Friday night. He's on call. He's our schedule guy on call to break it down all day Friday so you can see Pete's bald tan head talking, his lips moving and whatever else he does, uh, flapping away with a big dolphin in his background as he breaks down the schedule. It's exciting stuff. We'll talk about the biggest games, uh, of course, all the openers, and Thanksgiving, Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night football games, the prime time action. Uh, joining me on this particular show, it's the Super Friends Party. We have Ryan Wilson. Hello. Sean Wagner McGuff, who has installed a brand new pull-up machine in his uh, kitchen doorway. Very proud of you, Sean, for exercising. Zoom, zoom. And the schedule czar himself, a man so disconcerted by events that occurred shortly after the schedule's release that he can't even smile as he writes down the schedule. John Breach, what's up, buddy? You're lucky at a time for you on this podcast today. This is my day, Brenton. I feel like a celebrity. I have rounds to make. I have other media rounds, uh, but I am making time to talk the schedule with you. No, you don't. Uh, but thank you for coming. <laughs> uh, let's dive into it and talk about the, uh, the the notable games out there. We'll start the, you know, there was some speculation that the Chiefs would play an NFC team in the event that the schedule needed to be moved back, but that's not the case. They got a playoff, a 2019 playoff Rear to guess 2020 playoff rematch against the Texans Thursday, September the 10th on NBC. That will be the opener for the 2020 NFL season. And I will say this too, like the schedule feels a little different this year, Ryan, because it feels like the whole thing has an asterisk next to it, right? Does that seem fair? Yeah. 
Of course. I mean, we're still on quarantine for the most part. Hopefully that changes in the coming weeks. But, yeah, of course. Now, there haven't been any substantial, like no confirmed uh, contingency plans in the schedule that, that I know about. And I think you mentioned that Mike Garofalo tweeted that there are no contingency plans. Is that right? Uh, I believe that there was. As the scheduling guru, let me chime in. Ryan, that was a good softball to get me talking. Uh, so here's what we have. In week two, every well, hold, team... hold up, hold up, Breach, before you get there, let me read oh. the, the quote from Troy Vincent, NFL VP of Football Ops, uh, appearing on NFL Network with Rich Eisen. Uh, he said, no, this is the schedule. He was asked if there's a hidden alternate schedule. Unless Howard Katz is going to drop a schedule in the world tonight. He was joking on the last part. In other words, they're claiming it's the only schedule, but Breach, you think there's some Easter eggs that can hint at a possible shift should something happen in world circumstances. Right. The schedule is like a transformer. Like at one time it is Bumblebee, the guy running around, but it might switch into uh, the Volkswagen Beetle if the situation arises. And so if the NFL has to cut games off, there are spots, or if games get postponed and need to be made up, there are spots where those can happen. Week two. Every game in week two, a team is playing another team that has the same bye. So if for some reason week two can't happen, those two teams can play during their bye week. Uh, weeks three and four, there are no division games in weeks three and four. So I'm thinking if the NFL has to chop two weeks off the schedule and, and that just cannot be played for whatever reason, that weeks three and four would be the first two on the chopping block because there are no divisional games. Uh, and then obviously, uh, over the first four weeks of the season, every team plays two home games and every team plays two away games. So if you, for some reason, had to chop those four off, uh, every team loses the same amount of home games and away games. Uh, but obviously the NFL was not concerned about the fact that some an AFC team might lose some NFC opponents and vice versa because that whole box schedule thing never happened. Here's what I learned from Breach just now. He can only name one Transformer. <laughs> Optimus Prime. Ah, there you go. Well done. Dunk Dog. I can name like three Decepticons. Nice. All right. You were just, uh, you were more interested in talking about the schedule. I thought you only knew Bumblebee and that was it. And the, and the guy, the, the BW Bug guy. Herbie is a, v- by the way. <laughs> I'm going to watch Transformers tonight. So anyway, the opener, and that's good stuff, Breach. Those are good nugs. Uh, the opener is, uh, Chiefs and Texans, as I said, a replay of, um, that divisional round game that featured a, the Texans jumping out to a crazy lead and then the Chiefs storming back and leading by 10 at halftime. Uh, the Chiefs are roughly the same favorite there, I think 10 and a half points um, in that one, which is not a surprise given how good Kansas City is. Is 10 uh, and a half the Brinson bookmaking line or is that the actual line now? That is the – I I will say that that is the actual – what I'm trying to do here, Ryan, is uh, casually okay. reference – I didn't know if you saw it somewhere or not. Okay, just, fair enough. Just let me go with the lines, okay? Um, yes, that is the uh, that is the official line, but um, you get the point. Uh, anyway, the um, Chiefs are, are big favorites. Are, you, are anybody surprised by the Texan selection? I mean, I think it's a it's a pretty intriguing matchup. I mean, you get Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, Sean. Yeah, well, at worst, even if the Chiefs blow them out, I think we all consider that playoff game an, an incredible classic that you would want to rewatch if given the chance. And let's not forget, earlier that season, the Texans went into Kansas City, and they were actually down 17-3 to in the first quarter, I believe, and they went on to win that game. So the Texans actually it wasn't as impressive as a comeback as, as the Chiefs playoff 
comeback in January, but it was still an impressive comeback. And I, I don't think it'll happen again. I think if you look what happened this offseason, the Texans got worse with the DeAndre Hopkins trade and the Chiefs got better. But I, I, at the very least, you're going to get two of the five best quarterbacks in football against each other. And even if the Chiefs blow them out, I, I do think the Texans will be able to score a ton of points. And the Chiefs won by 20 points last time, but they combined to score, what, like 82 points? I will take that any day of the week. And especially why will, on the, first why will the Texans game. score a ton of points? Because they have Deshaun Watson. By the way, I don't know if you guys know this, but the NFL uh, in its release uh, announcing the schedule in this opener, actually, uh, this is called the Ryan Pace Bowl. Because it features Patrick Mahomes and uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, the two quarterbacks taken immediately after Mitchell Trubisky in the 2017 NFL draft. Wow, I haven't thought about that in a while. Does anyone else think the Texans are going to score a lot of points? Their offense is worse. We don't know about their offensive line. And the Chiefs got a lot better on offense. Don't fall out of your chair, Breach. I think it's, uh, I think it's very possible that the Texans – well, the over or under is like 57. So, I mean, yeah, they're expecting a ton of points. I Look, Andy Reid is uh, – and I know Debo is annoyed that we're diving into the gambling aspect of this, but I don't care. Um, the uh, – the, you know, look, it's the first game of the year. The – Andy Reid is 6-1 and one straight up in openers since coming to Kansas City in week one games. He That includes that crazy blowout win – over the, the Patriots. Um, he is five and two against the spread since coming to Kansas City in week one games. And, and one of those non covers was a six point win as a six and a half point favorite of the Chargers in overtime. Uh, I, in other words, I guess what I'm saying is that I would fully expect the Chiefs offense to be prepared to come out and ball in week one, regardless of what happens this offseason. There's not a ton to deal with. Even Clyde Edwards Hilaire is the newest piece there. Uh, you know, you have Damian Williams. Like, there's, this is going to be a consistent prepared offense. I think you could potentially see the Texans, um, come out and struggle a little bit as they attempt to move into a different offense that features David Johnson and a bunch of these speed guys. So, uh, I, I guess, yeah, I mean, I think, I think Houston will get its points, but I can see it being points as they're chasing Kansas City, who has a big lead. Cool. You don't, you disagree? This team's going to be terrible on the offense because of all the things they've done this offseason. I know Sean loves Deshaun Watson no matter what. And I think a part of that is just jealousy because it's Mr. Trubisky's his quarterback. But what if I was jealous and I would be saying Deshaun Watson isn't that good? Look, I think the Chiefs, like Brenton said, the line was what ten and a half. I would actually take the Chiefs to cover. I know that's a huge line to cover in Week One, but I do too. I agree. I, with I just I'm just saying from the matchup scheduling standpoint, if you can get Mahomes. First, Watson, I think it's a no-brainer, even if you think the Chiefs are going to blow him out, because I do think Watson will deliver enough offense on his own to make up for that. That's I mean, all I'm it's saying. It's a fine opener, but the, the Chiefs also play the Ravens, which would be an amazing opener. I mean, it's it's okay. If you go down it's the fine, field, but, but we get that later. But they also weren't going to send him on the road, and the Chiefs' home schedule just wasn't attractive. There weren't really any good options to put in this game. Like the Patriots without Tom Brady, no one wants to see that. The Falcons, the Panthers, no, no. The Chiefs are 23-2 and two in their last 25 games against AFC West teams. So you don't want to put an AFC West team there and have a massacre happen. I mean, it feels like the Texans were really the only option unless you think I, the NFL I, would have been crazy enough to put the Jets there. I think it's a perfectly good matchup. I mean, it's a, it was a great playoff game. Deshaun Watson's not going to let him just get absolutely annihilated in, in like the first half and have it be a blowout. Why? Why? The, catch ball wait a minute. 
Oh, wait, not to mention, Breach has listed all those teams. It's not like there are many teams in football that can hang with the Chiefs in Arrowhead. You know what I mean? It's a very select group of teams. You it's not like the Chiefs have the 49ers on their home schedule. You, I don't you hate – the, the Texans are fine. I don't hate it. I'm just saying, like, it's not a – I don't think it's the, the marquee – I. I could actually make an argument that I'd rather they, they play at they play at the Ravens. Wait, hold on. I would rather make an argument that the the Broncos played in that week one game. That's fine with me. I I, I don't have a. I think that's. Six I don't. Hate, I don't hate the Texans. I'm just. I'm just you you don't want to you don't want to burn at a truly like a crazy elite matchup in that week one game if you can and why not? That's the whole it's unfair. It's unfair to the Chiefs. I mean. Well, I mean, no, but it's supposed to be attractive because everybody's getting hyped up for football. I mean, they made yeah. the Chiefs played the Patriots. Was that fair to the Patriots? Uh, yeah. After a couple of years ago when they played that home and opener in New England, they had to play Kansas City. I mean, look, when you go through the Chiefs schedule, there's just not like that's why I offered up the Broncos. So I don't I think it's okay if the Broncos are the week one team. The Texans are fine, but I mean I think the Broncos I mean, are actually a more the exciting. Broncos I think have a better chance to get blown out though, because we don't know what Drew Locke is going to be. Yeah, and that, but also that's like being like, I didn't order Coke, I want Pepsi. Like what like what who can like what who cares? It's Deshaun Watson from Spatchboy Homes. It's going to be fun, it's going to be exciting, even if the Chiefs blow him out. They beat him by twenty and it was an incredible game loss. Don, you know nothing about quarterbacks. Next question. <laughs> Fair point, dog. Uh, moving along. So a surprise in the schedule, uh, Roger Goodell decided to uh, go full Judas and jab Jesus in the back. He scheduled a Christmas game on a Friday. I don't think what breach was the last time we had a Christmas game on a Friday. This is, uh, this is preposterous. It's repulsive. It's disgusting. It's aberrehensive. I don't even know what word that was. I was trying to say reprehensible and it, and I failed. <laughs> I can't wait to see all the hate mail we get from every pastor who's listening to this. Uh, Brinson just thinks of a new thing to say about Jesus every time we talk, talk about these Christmas games. Uh, but no, this is rare. We get a Friday night game. I know like Sean, you sit at home and do nothing on Friday night. So this will be easy for you to just kind of have a game to watch. Nice. Uh, Thank you. Weird <laughs> flex coming from the guys. Be also, Sean, child. not a huge fan of God, so he's not going to worry about anything <laughs> in this game. Is there nothing more ironic, by the way, before you get back to, Bre- to Breach? Brenton's mom is a pastor. I know. <laughs> and I, but I know I, oh, you're saying it's ironic that my mom is a pastor. How much praying did this woman do, and Brenton still turned out this way? Can you imagine if she didn't say prayers for Brenton? <laughs> well, she didn't, she didn't become a pastor until like 1999. Oh, you drove her to pastorism. I <laughs> she and I went to college. She went to divinity school the same year I went to college. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a humiliating Christmas when we came home and compared GPS. So basically you got replaced by God. No, no. Brenton getting shipped off to to what used to be a uh, military school is what caused Brenton's mom to find God. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, um, go ahead, answer your question, Brenton. Fun fact: This will be the first time since 2009 that we've had a Friday game in the NFL, and it will be just the fifth time in the past 25 years that we have had a Friday game. And usually, it does come around Christmas. Uh, the last one was on Christmas. Two before that were on Christmas Eve, and then there was a weird one in 2005 that came in October, and I think that had something to do with uh, the weather. Oh, that was Katrina was in August. May I don't know if that would have something to do with uh, what year was that breach? Oh, five. It was 2005. It was Chiefs Dolphins game. Maybe, maybe, there's a hur- maybe there's a hurricane or something. I bet. Yeah, yeah. I think it was supposed to hit like that Sunday and decide to play a game early. So there's it doesn't happen. It does not happen. How do you guys feel about having a Friday Christmas game? I'm fine with it because it's a good matchup. We just Did we do a podcast last year on Saturday. Were there games on Saturday last year? There must have been, right? 
for Christmas? No, there was nothing on Christmas last year. There had been stuff on Christmas like every year for the past three or four years. And then last year was off. I mean, like, look, this is, um, this is selfish, but I mean, I'll, I'll say it anyway. Like I, I'm annoyed by a Christmas game because we're going to have to podcast after it, right? Like, no, yeah, we don't have to Thanksgiving. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, I, you know, Christmas, you like to, you know, drink a couple, drink a, yeah, because you've never done a podcast before after having a couple <laughs> drinks. Sure <laughs> have it. Play the music. <laughs> I don't know if you can play it on this contraption. Um, no, I, I mean, look, I don't, uh, it's fine. I just, it's a, it's a, it's a standalone night game. So it's not like Thanksgiving where you got three games and it's your traditional holiday. Uh, also, uh, as Danny Cannell pointed out in our pregame show before the schedule, it's sort of like, does this mean something for college football? Are they worried about bowl games? And it's a little surprising that they would go at the NBA which has reportedly been planning to start its season on Christmas and has traditionally owned Christmas uh, as a day when, you know, they start and run like four games. Now, look, it's cool. There's a football game on. Uh, I'll be excited to watch it. But a night game on Christmas, I mean, I got a six-year-old. Like, I'm not, I guess I'll be up building toys anyway. What, I, say, I will all say in the NFL's defense, the reason they did it also the last Friday game was on Christmas Day is because your option here is to have a Thursday night game and having Christmas Eve is even worse. You cannot have a Christmas Eve game on Thursday night if you do not have to. Because that would you rather sit and work on Thursday night Christmas Eve or Friday afternoon Christmas Day? Because the game's at four thirty. It's not Christmas night. Oh, it's at four thirty. Oh, oh, well, that's a whole. Somebody said night. That's a whole different ball game. Four thirty, I can get down with. Oh, that's nice. One thirty for me. That's let me ask you. Let me ask you guys this. Uh, Traditionally, in, in your uh, household growing up, did you celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve like open presents or Christmas Day? Christmas morning. You Christmas morning. One present on Christmas Eve. We would we would do oh, stuff yeah. with we would do stuff with the family on Christmas Eve. Some people actually open their presents on Christmas Eve. Uh, Christmas Eve, yeah. I'm with you, Breach. One on Christmas Eve, and then go nuts on Christmas morning. Debo. Oh, we would get ridiculed if we tried to open a present on Christmas Eve. You had to wait till the morning. <laughs> yeah. I and no tattoos, no matter what. <laughs> we um no we well we would go over to like. My grandmother's house with my cousins and, um, and, you know, like do pre, do a, do a present exchange between like my, right. my family and like my dad's family, but like you wouldn't open your tree. Is there families that do that? They go all out on Christmas Eve and then I guess Christmas morning they just, you know, dad chills out. I don't know. But so that would actually just to breach his point that if the games were actually on Christmas Eve, I'm sure it would affect some popular, some part of the population that, um, would prefer. Although, to- you know, th- with bowl games, what's interesting is they've been doing a thing where they just don't, um, you know, they don't do a lot of bowl games on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. So maybe the NFL is like, hey, we'll fill the void and throw a football game out there. I don't think the NFL cares because it's so much uncertainty around both college football and basketball. So they're not, we're not going to wait around. We're going to do this because they're all, all systems go no matter what. And then they're like, well, we'll fix it later. So I don't think yeah, they – And I don't even think the Christmas game would have been the NFL taking a shot at college. If you're going to wonder if the NFL is taking a shot at college, is the fact that they scheduled two Saturday triple headers. Two. So there's two Saturdays this season where we're going to have football all day uh, with the triple header. We had one mm. last year. They've never done it twice. So if you're wondering, that is where you say, oh, I guess they aren't thinking there's going to be bowl games or it's going to be open. Uh, but we're getting a lot of Saturday football this year. We will get to those in just a minute. First, let's talk more holidays. Thanksgiving is here and uh, well, it's not here, but it's it's on the it's on the rundown here. And uh, and we have three games. This uh this won't surprise you, but the um, 
the Lions and the Cowboys are hosting games, and the Lions open up with a game against Billy O'Brinson, followed by the Cowboys hosting the Redskins, and then the uh, nightcap Ravens at Steelers, a game that has often been featured in uh, these holiday spots. What do we uh, What do we think about that, Ryan? That means you're going to have to stay, so- stay sober. Be a sober-minded person on Thanksgiving and be ready for that game because you're going to live blog it, then we're going to podcast it. Yeah, the Ravens-Steelers, uh, Breach would know because he's the guru of all things scheduling. I don't know how many times they played, but I do know the most noteworthy Steelers-Ravens Thanksgiving matchup was when Tomlin was on the field and uh, sort of tripped what's-his-face there on the return, even though he had his back to to the to the return kid there. <laughs> that was a big issue. He was fine. I think he's was like half a million dollars. Um so that hopefully he will stay on the sidelines that game. I actually like, you know, I was just crushing the, the Texans for being in the opener. I like the idea of them playing the Lions in that first meet, uh, match at 1230 game. Um, just because, uh, I think that game will actually lead to a lot of points and we'll have a good idea. I mean, here's a question for you. I'm trying to think what the over-under should be. Uh, four to one, four to one. Matt Patricia still has a job on Thanksgiving. Mm, I wouldn't bet that. I think he'll get the whole season. I mean, that's what twelve weeks into the season. If they're two, huh? Yeah, I don't think Bob Quinn's firing him. What if Bob Quinn may not have a choice? What if they're two, two and ten? Two. That's a different. I mean, if they're two. I ten. think that's hard to believe. They went three, four, and one with Stafford last year, and as Breach will remind you, they almost are six and zero oh, or whatever he said. <laughs> Five and zero, oh, Sean. Do your homework. Well, Ryan, I mean, obviously you've done a deep dive into your mortal enemy, uh, Matthew Patricia's schedule. So uh, why do you think they're going to be uh, two and ten? I mean, they get the Bears to open up, one and oh, oh and at, one at the okay. Packers. Hell yeah, Ryan! Thanks for, uh, thanks for your oh support. Oh and two. They're at the Packers, at the Cardinals, Saints oh and three. Oh and four. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Not great. Uh, not great, Bob Quinn. Uh, then they get the uh, a bye in week five. That's not ideal either. <laughs> they come out of their bye with two road games at the Jaguars, at the Falcons. They'll win. They, so let's say they beat the Jaguars. They're they one get, and five. Then they get the Colts at home. One and six. Um, one then and they get then they get the uh, vi- uh, at the Vikings. Yeah. One and seven. Okay. Two and Don't two. The Redskins. Two and oh, ten. Okay. Is, there we go. Two and ten is looking a little generous <laughs> at this point. Um, they get the Redskins at home at the Panthers. They can pick up two wins. They can have three wins by the time they get to the Texans. Texans at home. So yeah. Uh, I uh, think they'll, I think they'll win. I think they'll start out one and three or two and two. Two yeah. and two. All right, they beat the Bears. Who else have they beat? Uh, well, let me say this. The NFL is so enthusiastic about Matt Patricia that the Lions are one of two teams, only two teams, that did not get any primetime games this year. You know uh, you know how Matt Patricia found out about that? Roger Goodell called him on Zoom and was wearing that Roger Goodell clown T-shirt and said, oh, by the way, I get any <laughs> primetime games. And the Redskins are the other team. Um, okay, the Dallas Cowboys – are hosting the Redskins. Uh, do we think, I mean, that's, I don't know, that's pretty standard. That, is that a good Thanksgiving game? I mean, it's a, it's yeah, a divisional I, matchup, but. I don't think you can know until we see, we have no idea what Dwayne Haskins is going to be. Like, it oh, could be think, fine. Even still, when the Cowboys or the Redskins are terrible, they usually play that game pretty well. I mean, I'll, they be, won- 
I thought that was, I thought this was a throwaway game by the NFL. They know it's the Cowboys, it's Thanksgiving, it's, they're gonna draw no matter who they play. And this was literally the worst game on the, I mean, the Cowboys play the 49ers, the Cardinals, the Steelers, any of those teams would have been better. Falcons, yeah. I, I, I mean, this was literally option eight out of eight on the Cowboys home schedule. But again, it's the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. People are gonna watch no matter what. Well, uh, and, and let's not forget too that like, we're talking about a Redskins team that now, I think there's hope in Washington, like, and it's a very cautious hope, but there's there's at least some hope in Washington that they can sort of and start they, to turn things around with Ron Rivera. Play well against the Cowboys. RG three went down there and won. I think Colt McCoy won down there when Chad Ron, Ron Rivera obliterated the Cowboys in Dallas on Thanksgiving. Uh, two or well, three on paper, it, it, yeah, it sucks, but the, I think there's tradition there, and I, and I, yeah. anything can happen. Even if the the Redskins are winless at that point, they seem to be. Take it up a few notches when they go to Dallas for, for Turkey Day. I, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, Ravens Steelers. I mean, that's, like, that's the beauty of the, of the Thanksgiving games is like, you don't, I mean, like, you don't have to hit a grand slam. Like, you just need some quality matchups because everybody is so excited about football. What are the chances Big Ben's playing in that game? What are the chances Cam Newton's playing in that game? Yeah, I hope it's 99%. I hope you mean for the Steelers too. <laughs> they got both Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson. Then we got some problems. Um, the Ravens actually have a pretty interesting, uh, scheduling stretch w- starting with that Steelers Thanksgiving game because then they play the Cowboys on Thursday night and then they play the Browns on a Monday night. So literally they go almost a month without playing a Sunday game, which I think is, uh, fascinating. That is kind of fascinating. Do the Cowboys get hooked up again with their schedule? They always get hooked up. It's ridiculous uh, in terms of how they, they draw these, like, so they get the, what do they have, the Redskins? So they're by, then at Vikings, then Redskins, and then, oh, no. Oh, uh, yeah, then the, the week, uh, that's tough. Then at the Ravens a week later. So they get a, a by technically. I mean, they, don't, they don't have to play, like, a shortened they get they they have to play seven days later. They don't get the ten days. That's a tough little uh, that's a tough little schedule coming out. Yeah, of and the- and their ten day break is between Ravens and Bengals, which is like where you don't need to break. Sorry, break necessarily. I suppose you'd rather have it between Redskins and Ravens, probably. That is funny that you say that, Sean. <laughs> I said no offense, breach. Well, I was nice. offended, and I'm telling you, you know why it's funny because when I looked at the Bengals schedule. And I saw where they were playing the Cowboys. I was thrilled because in week 13, the Cowboys play the Ravens. Then they play the Bengals. Then they come back and play the 49ers. So the Bengals are sandwiched in between two really, really, really good teams. Classic trap game. I'm going to write that one down now. Okay. Bengals are covering. Well, I thought you were going to say Bengals are going to win. <laughs> Bengals well, are gonna... I'm not going to be that crazy. <laughs> Why don't we take our bye, a.k.a. the break? <laughs> and, uh, after that, we'll be uh, right back to break down some primetime games. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, 
not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, the primetime games. This, to no one's surprise, the team with the most primetime games on El Schedule the Dallas Cowboys, they have six primetime games. Um, they are a team that people get hyped up about. They are a team that uh, has a new coach. They're a team that has a, a polarizing quarterback. They have a ton of offensive talent. They are, in theory, going to be a lot of fun to watch this year, and it shouldn't be shocking that they are getting a ton of primetime games. The Cowboys always get five primetime games. What's the controversial quarterback? You just mean he doesn't have his contract? Is that what you mean? I think people get hot and bothered about Dak. Who? Yeah, I can't remember who it was. Someone put a Twitter poll out recently between Wentz and, and Dak, and I, I'm not saying what Debo's giving me a look here, but it was like 96% thought it was like Wentz was better. He's a very polarizing person on the internet. Oh, please. Get off the internet. You don't think Dak is polarizing? No. He's, he's a really good player. He's gonna sign a, what's polarizing about him? We, we agree with you that he's a really good player. There are a lot of people Cowboys. out there who think he's overrated, and the Cowboys haven't even paid him yet. Yeah, there are people who think that Dak should just take 28 million from the Cowboys and be done with it because I ain't done enough. What is he without Zeke in the offensive line? Amari Cooper, dang it, Paul. Amari Cooper carried his team. If you, you could make that argument for every single, you could find some, um, he's, he's, you know, he's the new Kirk Cousins, but you could find people that say that about Tom Brady in New England. I mean, you could find those people. What, if you, what are you talking about? Are you drunk? <laughs> we have a yeah. show to do it after this podcast. Are you hammered? <laughs> uh, no one. Is worried about Dak. You guys are reading too That's, much Twitter machines. Debo, I'm going to need you to weigh in here as a uh, Carson Wentz apologist. What's I going to do with anything? <laughs> I mean, you, all people do is compare Carson and Dak. Yeah, yeah. does that make him controversial? Yes, yes, people. What, what, how could you, Ryan? How could you operate as an internet writer of football and not know that Dak Prescott is a controversial topic? And, and his advice was get off the internet when it's literally our job to be on the internet and to dish out football takes on the internet. First, first of all, your job football. is the internet. <laughs> you guys are morons. That's that's the <laughs> technique. You guys, when I said internet, I thought it was implied that I meant Twitter. You guys are in the deepest, darkest depths of Twitter, finding people yelling and screaming about Dak Prescott. No one's worried about Dak. He is fine. He then is why haven't the Cowboys perfect. paid him? That's a different conversation. Now, that's that's a conversation that, I, that I'm willing to have with you, sir. But I don't know how you go from there. Wait, Debo, real quick. Wentz or Dak? I mean, Wentz, coming from the apologist himself. I, I think it's controversial if you list Dak inside the top three, but I also think it's controversial if you list him outside of the top ten, which, you yeah, know, maybe top, top five. So top I five, think yeah. top five. Or, you know, outside of the top ten, twelve, I think that's unfair. He's somewhere in the middle, and I don't think he's he's more interesting because he's the Cowboys quarterback and the contract thing. So I get the Twitter internet thing. I, 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 all I'm saying is if you make a list about quarterbacks – 
people are going to like gravitate to where you put Dak. Like that's what they're not like, where did he, unless you like put Breeze at 12, you know, like, let me, not, let me ask you this. Anyone can answer this question, but I'm sure Sean will have some thoughts until he gets yelled at on Twitter by this person. Aaron Rodgers or Dak Prescott? Right now, Dak Prescott, easy. That's that's a no-brainer to me. Who are you again? Sean got excited when he asked. I know. Well, I thought, I, thought was I thought it was going to be a difficult question, and he asked the layup. Our yeah. Facebook poll was not favorable last week when I posed Dak for and a first for Aaron Rodgers. Um, it oh, it was right. more in favor. A lot of people said the Packers would say no in that scenario. Hmm. I don't know if they would. I mean, they drafted Jordan Love. Uh, all right, this is morphed away from a uh, uh, thing. Well, about I just want to get clarification on the polar, polarizing Cowboys. So the Dallas Cowboys six uh, primetime games. They have uh, eight. Uh, they have week one on the road in L.A. Uh, Jerry Jones being rewarded by getting to play. Yes. Which team? The Rams. Remember, Jerry Jones got Stan Kroenke out to L.A., so he gets to, you know. I'm going to give an L on that one. Is, this, is the stadium going to be ready? Are we sure about that? I think he's playing the soccer stadium. I'm sure Jerry will be fine with that. Well, that's the that's the Chargers stadium. I'm Chargers crazy. are on the road, so they could in theory do that, or just play at the Coliseum. By the uh, way, if the Chargers were at home, they would have to go in the parking lot. They're not. That's not their stadium. Well, like, do you think the Rams are going to slow play this, or, or do you think the Rams are hoping that fans won't be allowed to attend this game because it's going to be 90 percent Cowboys fans? It'll be like a home game for the Cowboys. The Rams would be better off if there are no fans. Gronky Gronky wants to flash his new stadium. I, I can, and Jerry wants to flash the stadium that he got, he helped get built. Like there's a reason why that's on Sunday night football, the new marquee spot in terms of primetime games on, Vegas, in week one. How does Vegas feel about that game? Do we know that yet? Uh, we do, Ryan. And Vegas believes that the, who? Minus three. Who? The Rams. Cowboys. Oh no. I was going to say, I thought it was Cowboys. I think the Rams are going to win that game. I like the Rams this year. I, w- I would dig the Rams uh, at home as well. Uh, I-, I hope that I hope the stadium's ready because that's going to be a fun game to see. Uh, the Cowboys also get the uh, Cardinals in Week Six on ESPN at home Monday Night Football. They play at the Eagles in Week Eight for Sunday Night Football. They are at the Ravens. For week 13 on Thursday night football. And then of course week 12 is, is Thanksgiving. I assume we count that as a primetime game. Um, and then week 15, they host the 49ers Ooh. on Sunday night football. I don't have a problem with any of those games. Those are good. Two and four. I think that's what's going to happen to them. Mm. Look at them. That'd be something else. Cardinals and Redskins. I'm just saying I don't have a problem with like a lot of times these NFC East teams get shoved down our throats. <clears throat> Philly. <laughs> <clears throat> Giants. Uh, but in this case, like these are good games that I want to see the Cowboys play and I'm intrigued by. So I don't have a problem with it. Next up on the list of most primetime games, there are a ton of teams with five of them. So I'll give you one answer each. Which team is the worst team on here with five primetime games? The Baltimore Ravens? It's the Patriots. You don't have to finish this. Yeah. That's a big... Well, I think Sean would like a word. All right. I'll give Sean a word. It's going to be wrong if he doesn't say the Patriots, but it's have the Green your word, Bay Sean. Packers. It's the Green Bay Packers and Aaron. No, no, I was, I was, out of all the teams, I was actually going to say either the Patriots or the Rams. Not the Rams. The Rams are going to be good this year. I'm telling well, you. Why don't I listen? It's the Ravens, the Packers, the Chiefs, the Rams, the Patriots, the Saints, the 49ers, and the Buccaneers. I would, I think the bottom two are the Packers and the Patriots. I might put the Buccaneers in there. I wonder if we're putting too much stock in Tom Brady, and he's not going to have – I don't know when the, the teams will be able to start it's, practicing again, but he hasn't – Wait, 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 wait. I can't believe I'm going to have to defend the Green Bay Packers here. You think the Packers 
are worse than the Rams. I mean, I understand the Packers lucked their way to 13 wins, but they still probably, you know, projected to win 10, 11 games. It wasn't like they were an eight win team that, that somehow won 13 games and the Rams won nine games last year. They didn't have a first round pick. Like, what, did they get better in the offseason? I don't yeah. know if the Rams got no, that yeah, much better. The Packers, the Packers did project to be a nine-and-a-half-win team. But, yeah. And by the way, the Rams crushed their draft. And you may have not heard this, but the Packers had eight draft picks and then take a wide receiver. Oh, first I've heard. Brand-new information. I, I mean, I, I, I don't think the Rams are entirely de- – look, I'm not surprised the Rams are on there because they're moving into a new stadium that is, the like, the crown jewel of the NFL meet. Like, Do you have their – Brinson, since we all agreed on the Patriots, why don't we ask a more complicated question? Who's the best team that got five primetime games? The Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs or Ravens? <laughs> Ravens, see, the Ravens. Yeah. So of the Rams' primetime games, they have week one, Cowboys at home, week six at the 49ers, week seven, Bears at home. Gross. Exactly. Week, <laughs> week eight at the Buccaneers. Ooh, um, now that, let's, what, what do you think happens there? Because I think – Week fourteen, Patriots at home. I think they could, they could go three and two. I'm not excited for Rams, Bears, or Rams, Patriots. Those are the two. Why? Rams, Rams, Buccaneers is kind of grody too. Why? What are you talking about? Uh, I like it. Eh, something. Jalen Ramsey against those receivers. You know, there's stuff. I uh, visually it does, it's not very appealing to me. <laughs> Brinson likes always to visualize the uniforms and that's how he makes whether it's like free agent decisions or scheduled decisions. He has to be able uh, to visualize He's like the Joey uniforms. Joey Tribbiani. Isn't that how Joey Tribbiani picked gambling games or was that a different uh sitcom I'm thinking about? Didn't he look at the helmets? Oh that was what's happening. Sorry, that was rerun. <laughs> <laughs> uh well, notable as it relates to Tom Brady and uh and primetime, Tom Brady's first home game will be the Panthers in week two, but that is not a primetime game. Um, so that, like, I assume that's going to be Fox's game of the week already? You want to hear a fun fact about this schedule for the Buccaneers? I'd love to. They'll play just one road game against a team that had a winning record last season, and that's the, the Saints. But the hardest home schedule in the NFL based on 2019 win percentage. By the way, Justin Page, our uh, producer, I think, at CBS Sports HQ, puts together all this stuff, so that's where I got that from. Head, uh, head nerd. I'm yeah, sorry. he does that's a great job. No, no, it's a, that's a compliment. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. I don't, I don't know where I got this from. I stole it from someone on Twitter, but two teams are scheduled to play three consecutive games in primetime and one is the Bucks week seven to nine. That's a terrible fun fact. That's a good, the, 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 it's all the primetime games are all clustered up. That means we're going to get Tom Brady in three straight weeks in primetime. You're going to have to watch Tom Brady. You get him four and five weeks if you want to take it a step further. I think the concern would be with Brady is like, is, you know, what happened? Like, he's going to be healthy, right? He'll be healthy. Well, here's the thing is that he, they get the week 13 bye. If you have a 43 year old quarterback, that's what you want. You want the late season bye. So he has that time to rest. You get that bye in week four. Tom Brady doesn't need a bye in week four. He's half bionic, but you know, he wears down. And I think that week 13 bye is uh, going to be helpful for them. So let me ask you guys this. So uh, one of the teams that playing five games we mentioned on primetime are the New England Patriots. And I don't know if you saw this, but on Thursday night, Pete Briscoe tweeted this about the Patriots' schedule. Or he said this on CBS Sports HQ and it was tweeted out by HQ. This is a perfect tanking for Trevor's schedule for the Patriots. Oh, get out of here. I don't buy it. They're not going to be bad enough. I just don't by, think. by the way, when we talk about strength of schedule, it is very important, I think, to note that no offense, Breach. I know you do strength of schedule stuff a lot, but like 
last year's winter, last year's like the record of the teams you played last year is completely and utterly irrelevant. Are you going to attribute this to the person who, who actually wrote this? You're going to, yes, I am going to point out that Warren Sharp does a good job with this friend of the program. Who's on the show every year, Ryan. And we talk about this. If you listen to shows that weren't just involving you, you friggin' narcissist, then you would know. Um, I I don't listen to shows that don't involve me. I know my own pal. Um, the uh you can smell your own out here the uh the colts by the way have the easiest this is based on well and let me just say that strength of schedule Uh overall Uh overall is kind of uh it's just a perception thing because i think warren sharps is both basically made with using the over-unders from vegas over-unders are created to get people to bet both sides they're not used to gauge how a team is going to do they're trying to gauge how the public thinks they're going to do because that's how you make bets you want 50-50 on both sides and bets. So it's it's mathematical versus how a team's going to do. They don't exactly line up. Like, it's not a great statistic uh, to base the strength of schedule. There's really no, uh, there's no, way, way. There's no way to do it. Uh, yes. There's, but, there's no good way to do it, but I would I would just push back. I don't think that – I think with the over-unders, they're just trying to hit a number. Yeah, but, like, the goal is to hit a number that is – feels 50-50. Like, Right. They get people betting both sides, so it's an ambiguous number. But they don't like pump up the Cowboys. I mean, like they don't pump up certain teams like out of control. Like, I mean, I think the, the, let me ask you this. What, uh, did Sharp go back and look at using that over under method or whatever his method was and look at previous seasons and see if, see if his method was better? I'm going to blindly say it's been pretty accurate, Ryan. Okay. There you Uh, go. Sorry, Breach. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but the, the Colts have like, it is crazy how much better their schedule is than everybody else. It's wild. The Patriots are at 24th. Um, Cowboys are at ninth. Buccaneers are at 11th, just to touch on some teams. Ninth hardest? Ninth easiest. Ninth easiest. I think the Steelers actually work out pretty well in both methods. I think they have a pretty easy schedule according to Sharp and according to the Breach. No, I mean, like, and again, as as Breach put, like, if you play the Bengals, the Redskins, and the Panthers, you know, you're going to have a really easy schedule. But if any of those teams are, like, you know, if any of those teams are nine win teams, then it it, it totally changes the. Calendar. But also, but it, the Bengals, the Redskins, or the Giants all have low over under. So if they're also nine win teams, it's the same. Uh, it affects it differently. It's similar. Well, well, and then additionally, not to belabor the point here, which we're already doing, but like if you win thirteen games, like the Packers did. You know, you're gonna, you're not gonna be a six win team coming into the next season unless some drastic stuff changes. Like, you're probably gonna be a nine win team. And the 49ers a year ago were considered cupcakes and they. Great. That's a great point. Right. And their over under would have been like five and they hit whatever 12 or 13. So that was just as far off as using last year's records. And I'm not saying using last year's records smart. I'm just saying that there is no ideal way to do it. Yeah, that's literally what Ryan just said. But thank you for clarifying. I don't think uh, that's what I said before Ryan said. I don't. I don't think there's a way to be able to do strength of schedule. (laughs) So teams with four primetime games: the Bills, Bills, Bears, beats Battlestar Galactica, Raiders, (laughs) Eagles, Steelers, Seahawks. Teams with three games: the Broncos, Vikings, Giants, and Titans. And that's probably enough. Um, Unless you want to talk about teams that have two and one. I felt like the Cardinals could have gotten more. Like I just, even if they're not great, I think they will be exciting, and I would be down to watch Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins in prime time. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I'm, I, and I get why they wouldn't do it for this team, but like, I would have been fine if the. Um, you could swap it, out the Bears with like the Cardinals. Yeah, I, I feel like the NFL is kind of bad about this sometimes. Like, way too reactive. 
it's, they get burnt by it. Like they put the Browns in primetime a bunch, and then we're like, okay. all we're doing is bitching and moaning about the Browns constantly in primetime. And so then this year the Browns get two prime. It's like, hey, you sucked in primetime. Well, how many you get two games? How many do you think the Cardinals should have gotten? Because they also have the flex game in Week 16, so they could end up with three primetime games, which I think is fair. You don't give them five. You I know, you don't, you're, you're not going to max them out. I mean, again, like the Steelers have four. And with the Steelers probably had four or five last year, it's like, oh, that's fine. Like, Big Ben in the offense is great. And then all of a sudden it's Duck Hodges. And, yeah, I mean, like, it's hard It's hard to do. So I, I get it. I think I, I'm a little surprised the Colts only have one. I think the Colts are a more interesting team. A little well, they, have to, they have to put Phillip Rivers in that afternoon time slot so we can do his Phillip Rivers face at 4.30. Um, ha, ha, yuck, yuck. Uh, a little – I think maybe the Dolphins, I would have been surprised that they didn't get two just because of all their draft picks and how they looked like they were on the, uh, the come up there. The William Hill, by the way, has week one odds out. Uh, let's talk about that week one schedule. Well, let me say one more primetime game and it isn't week one. I was surprised the Titans got stuck in the late game on Monday night football because that game is going to kick off past 9 p.m. Central time. You know, that game's going to go way past midnight on their body clocks, and you never have a Central or East Coast team playing in that late-night Monday game. So I thought that was interesting that the NFL decided to do that. Yeah, that's that's tough. Usually you'd think you'd go to um, – yeah, we'll talk about Monday Night Football in a second. Let's get to week one, and we'll, we'll come back around to that Titans game. Did I just say I was going to talk about week one, and the breach is like one more point week one? Into the Titans. No, one more no, I, no I was I was connecting. Yeah, I was primetime games. I was segueing for you, Brinson. Uh, Cowboys Giants didn't happen. Surprisingly, we took the we talked about the Texans and the Chiefs. Um, Seahawks and the Falcons. I thought this was interesting because uh, I was like, "Ooh, the Falcons are going to be favored of Russ and Pete Carroll winning on on East Coast." And the Seahawks are actually a, a one point favorite, I believe. Uh, so that was a, a little bit of a shocker there. The, um, what, Sean, when you look at this week one schedule, what, uh, what catches your eye outside of Texans and Chiefs? Packers at Vikings, starting with a divisional matchup where I would think most of us think they're probably the two best teams in the division. And like that game is going to matter come week 17 with tiebreakers. And I foresee that being a very tight race. And then I think Browns and Ravens, cause I think a year ago we were all in the Browns bandwagon or a lot of people were and it didn't work out. That will be a good lit- litmus test already to see how far they've come just under competent coaching after getting rid of Freddie Kitchens. Uh, Vikings, by the way, minus three and a half in that game. The Ravens minus eight and a half at home against the Browns. Uh, Ryan, what, uh, what stands out to you aside from whoever the Steelers should play? Monday night football, Steelers, Giants. Steelers going to win by 40. Big Ben's coming back. There you go. Put it on the board. <laughs> Championship. Remember that uh, fantasy football commercial? It's like oh, 10 years old. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I think Steelers, the over, Steelers like, three-point favorites at, in New York, actually. That's 50 over. is the over-under? Uh, 48. 48. I like the I, I like the under there just because the Steelers defense is really good. Um, and we don't know what Big Ben's going to look like with that arm. We know what his, the rest of his body looked like, according to Jake Glazer. I don't know if you saw that <laughs> mailbag. Just crushed Big Ben's workout habits in the offseason is basically chugging ham sandwiches. <laughs> he said, he said Ben's ideal, this is paraphrasing, of an, of his offseason workout is one yoga session and then playing golf and drinking beer. That's what he said. Sounds friggin' <laughs> outstanding. Hey, it's worked until last year, so that's a pretty good run. 37 years of, of I know, you can always tell, like, so look, I mean, like, you can, like, Big Ben doesn't have to have that extra chin. 
Like he doesn't have same with like Jay Cutler. Like he didn't have to have it, you know. Like hey, Jay. Uh, by the way, ever no, right, real quick. Ever since he accused me of bringing up Jay Cutler in every podcast, I think he's done it on every single show I've been on. And Jay Cutler just, got rid of that double chin by like 2010. Keep up. Well, and maybe it's time. back because he's being lazy and he and he doesn't want to work and he's getting dumped for it. We didn't he's, mention he's not motivated. Game. We didn't mention the best game of week one, which is Bucks at Saints. Uh, well, guess what, Sean? I was next. Why don't you stop cutting in? Uh, he went to you and he went to Wilson. Can we wait till I get my turn before we start naming other games? You know what? He's he's just not he's not wrong. He's just not wrong. That All was right, my game. Well, breach. Do you want to I don't want to talk about it anymore. No, tell, tell my games. about it, Breach. No, my favorite game of week one is Chargers Bengals. <laughs> That's the game I'm, actually, I'm going with. I'm now. actually shocked that the Chargers are three and a half point favorites. I think the Bengals are a slammer jammer. Well, they won't turn the ball over the Chargers. We know that. I don't think Justin Herbert's going to start that game. I think the Bengals crushed the draft. Their defense will be better, but will it be better in week one? And you got a West Coast team coming to uh, the East Coast. Not East Coast. Or to the Eastern time zone. West. Hey, same, but, same thing. But, but in all seriousness, like we need to get back to that 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 game that he mentioned. Oh, 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 what a big jam! Wallace took it in his hands and said, "Up, up and away!" So you played that as your you were dunking on someone with your. Let's get back to the game. Wait, fun. I didn't. Yeah, what was I missed the dunk? Yeah, I don't know who got dunked on here. <laughs> uh, on Sean, but I didn't have it hooked up. So I his breach just got angry. I don't know. If that was a dunk. I didn't get angry. Breach didn't even know what the dunking was. <laughs> I got to. I got to talk about Chargers Bengals. I wasn't angry at all. Yeah, Brinson, uh, you're the only one that thought of dunking. Brian so, kept screaming. Yeah. Play the music. You play got the music. On. Sean, you got dunked on. Brinson, breach yelled at you, and he never yells. Well, Sean he's, no a, he's, he's in a he's in a testy mood right now. Sean, you're in timeout. You need to be in timeout for like 45 seconds. Right, uh, fair, but, 45 seconds. Talk about Bucks at Saints. No, but Buccaneers Saints is. I feel like that's the best game. And we talked about Chiefs Texans. You want a supreme game, a great game. I think Bucks Saints is the number one game. I would put Chiefs Saint or Chiefs Texans at like maybe the fourth best game of Week One. I, oh, by the way, breach on the breach on the show, the pregame show was like. I people are gonna have to pick Buck Saints over Texas Chiefs, ignoring the fact that they're not even on the same day. <laughs> I didn't say that. Ryan, did you say it? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I mean, if we're talking about the pregame show. Oh, what a big jam. Hey, did did I tell you that we did a whole segment about how the Bears and Packers are playing on Thanksgiving night? <laughs> oh, 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 well, I almost, I, you know, I almost said, I was almost like, well, this is one of those Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur situations, and <laughs> Rodgers is about to jump off the field and choke LaFleur out when he gets to the sideline. But I decided that that wouldn't go over very well in the college. Uh, you're, you're Ron Burgundy. You read what's ever on the teleprompter, no matter what it is. <laughs> and even and what I know. said on the show, Brinson, was if I had to choose one game to watch in week one, I would choose Buccaneers Saints over Chiefs Texans. Boom! Dunk, dunk. Um, but this is the best game of week one. Look, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, it's in the feature spot at 425. And, and you know, who knows what the Buccaneers are going to look like. They might not have much of a training kit. You might have the short and off season. Brady doesn't get the gel. The Saints are a machine. Drew Brees has been there forever. So he, they don't even need an off season in New Orleans. So I think this is going to be a really, really fascinating game, especially if Brady isn't able to get on the field too often for practice. Okay. Uh, let's go to the best of Monday night football. Um, which by the way, I'd like to point out that, um, I do think 
that what, uh, what we, what we see apparently according to a report, um, the second Monday night game with the Titans and this, you know, the Titans, uh, Broncos game, um, which we didn't talk about in week one that Breach mentioned that's going to start late is going to be broadcast, simulcast on ABC. And I, I mean, I know we, you know, we don't want to get in the business of network negotiation, but I think it is, it is worth the consumer, you know, who's listening to this podcast, understanding that if you look at in totality at what ESPN and ESPN has done and the concessions that have been made by ABC to incorporate uh, lots of broadcasting, including the combine, they were really congenial about merging the draft uh, programs and now broadcasting Monday Night Football on ABC. I think ESPN, I think the mouse is poised to make a big splash in the negotiating uh, the, the new, the new TV contracts. Like, I think they're going to be really aggressive and try and get more, more content on ABC and more NFL content. Just a prediction for me, a, uh, bystander with, um, yeah, some skin. If that, if that makes anyone nervous, just remember Brinson also predicted that the Bears were going to pick up Mr. Trubisky's fifth year option. So, well, I, I think, I think they probably should have. But Brinson, if you're going to say that, where are those games coming from? What do you mean? Well, I'm saying that. Uh, ESPN only has the Monday night package, and if ABC is going to look to add games, are you saying that they are going to go after uh, Thursday night games? Or are you saying they're going after? I think Thursday's locked in for a while, right? Well, that's what I'm asking you. Where, where are you going with this? Um, I, I don't. I don't know. I think. I think that the NFL is going to be extremely. Look, they're they're going to be extremely creative about how they divvy up various packages heading into the next TV deal. And I, I just think. I think that. Um, there was a, there was a rift between ESPN and the NFL over some reporting over the last few years. They got some bad, they got some, that was weird. Did goblin just get eaten. That's a higher um, up. I don't need to quit talking. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they, they were getting some bad money in football games for a while there. And the, the, the higher ups at ESPN, at ABC and ESPN have done a good job of repairing that relationship. And now they, um, you know, now they, uh, they tend to get some great games and I think they're going to get some more moving forward. Well, I think part of that is that they know. People are going to be bidding on the Monday night package next year, and sure. you have to have – nobody's going to pay you know, $4 billion for that schedule ESPN got two years ago, but this year's Monday night schedule is on par with some of the best like 10, 15 years ago. This, this is a fantastic Monday night schedule. Uh, including week two, Saints at Raiders open the Las Vegas Stadium. Uh, week three, Chiefs at Ravens. Ouch for us. That's our game. And they took it from us and put it on Monday night. But, I mean, that's a big, big, big-time game. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you look at Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, that's the one team that the Ravens haven't been able to figure out is the Chiefs. It's been kind of – both games were kind of close, but the, it never felt like the Chiefs were going to lose either time. Uh, and so if you're the Ravens, that feels like that's where you got to get over the hump. you got the Chiefs at home in prime time. This is your chance to get that first win against Kansas City if you're Lamar Jackson. Feels like it could be the new Brady Manning in the AFC. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, I mean, like, that's a set your, I mean, like, you're going to want to be, like, you know, like, sometimes you get these, like, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, remember the Jets and Titans played on Monday Night Football a few years ago? And you're like, eh, you know, like, if I miss the first quarter, it's not the end of the world. Um, Chiefs, Chiefs like Ravens, you're going to want, you're going to be like in front of your television 15 minutes early for that one, you know? Yeah. Okay. All right. I agree. A lot of enthusiasm for that. Uh, Tom Brady, week eight will be at the Giants. Any interest? Huh? Uh, what? 
Why? I mean, I'm happy to watch the the Bucks. I don't want to watch the Giants. You just skipped over your lovey-dovey Cardinals going against America's team, the Cowboys. That's the next best game on the list. Trying to get anybody to talk with me about this. Good God. Just get some. some Kyler Murray versus Dak Prescott. Yeah, that's an awesome game. I'm going to park early for that one, too. Charger Saints, I think, is kind of interesting. So you mentioned the Patriots. uh, The William William Hill has the win totals up now, so I'm looking at those. Patriots over-under is nine. Tie. Seems high, and the Giants is six and a half, which seems about right. Fade the well, the but Tom Brady doesn't pay for the Patriots anymore. But you mentioned oh, which game are you talking? Are you talking the Buccaneers? Sorry, I thought you said Patriots Giants. But that's a great point. The Buccaneers are nine and a half. Yes, so, nine and a half. There we go. There you go. Uh, great job. Good job by you. Sunday night this football. That's why I don't talk to you about it. All right, what's your favorite? What's your favorite Monday? Somebody give me their favorite. Monday night game. Week 15, Steelers at Bengals. I'm going to go to Ryan's house. I'm going to toilet paper it, and that's going to be a power move to show how much toilet paper I have at my house. Pre, uh, oh, so is that, so pre-used toilet paper, not post-toilet paper. I, I haven't decided yet, you know. It's going to, we'll see how the season's going at that point. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I obviously will watch that game, but I think, uh, there's a couple fascinating ones in December. I think Bill's Patriots, the Bills play twice over the final five, four weeks. And the fact that that team, I think, is one we're viewing as a team that could absolutely win the AFC East. I kind of like the fact that they're going to be in prime time late in the season. They didn't get any prime time games last season on the original schedule. They did get flexed into one. So the fact that they got two Monday night games, that's huge. And one of the game, the 49ers Bills game in week 13, that is must see TV. What's the worst game on this schedule, Sean? I mean, this is a good, this is a really good Monday night schedule. Honestly, I don't think these teams are going to be terrible, but I mean, in terms of the quality of football, like I'm not excited about Bears Rams. Uh, I think yeah, we've seen bad. them play in these last few seasons, really ugly, low scoring games that is dominated by defenses. And they've been close at the very least, but I just don't think the quality of football, particularly at quarterback, is going to be good in those games. Uh, I would agree with that. All right. Sunday night football, Ryan. Um, what do you think the best game on the Sunday night football slate is? Saints Bucks in week nine could be intriguing. Ravens at Pats? Maybe a little I like bit. the Ravens at Pats in week 10 because at that point, we may know exactly which way the season is going for the Patriots. I would imagine the Ravens are going to do what we think they're going to do. Yeah. Six months out or whatever. But I think the Pats, if they're five and five or something or four and five or five and four or whatever, their bye week falls. Uh, that won't be a shock. And then, of course, week 14, Steelers at Bills. I was going to go to that game, but, again, I have to podcast, so I'm going to miss seeing that person. Thanks, you people. You can go. We won't podcast until it's over. Go. Sorry you have to do your job, Ryan, instead yeah, of going we'll, to watch your team game, play. The game will end at midnight. It's a three-hour drive there, so we're going to do the podcast at 4 in the morning. You can call. You can, we'll call you on the way home. You can call on the way home. Don't worry about it. We'll call your hotel. <laughs> I already looked. The hotel's like ten miles from the stadium. We're not there. How long ago does that feel? Like that was was that week two when we called you from the hotel? Called you at the hotel last that year? That was week two, twenty eighteen. Was it twenty eighteen? Yeah. Okay, no, wonder, no wonder it felt so long. Ago. <laughs> it was two years ago, man. It was October twenty eighteen. It was week two. Okay, I was like, man, I was like, that feels like it was two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> that was two years ago. Uh, is it weird that I, I'm a little intrigued by the? Um, uh, the the uh, Broncos at Chiefs in Week 13. No, because the only the only issue is Drew Lock. Sure, if Lock sucks, that game sucks. Yeah, I don't even know who's the backup there now. It is Jeff Driscoll. Oh, okay, yeah, I mean if he's out it there, be, it should be Cam Newton. Well, maybe it will be. Who knows? But yeah, so Drew Lock has to play well. That's that's the end of the story. But yeah, I think that could be an awesome game if those teams are if the Broncos are two games back or something. That would be amazing. 
Uh, Debo, what do you think about week eight? Cowboys at Eagles, Sunday night football. You're going to just see how controversial Dak Prescott is. <laughs> and throws three interceptions <laughs> under the hands of Darius Clay. How, how do you feel about the Eagles schedule, Debo? It's, um, it's solid. We don't have the, the benefit, you know, last year you guys heard me just not really panic at any point because of how easy the, the end stretch was. Um, week 12, 13, 14 is Seahawks, Packers, Saints, followed by Cardinals, Cowboys. So it's a, it's a much more difficult end stretch. 10 and 6. Division. Back to back division champs. Wow. 15 years. Wow. And I thought Sean was the biggest homer on this podcast. Prisco said I'm not going to pick the Bears to make the playoffs. Are you kidding me? Sean, yes, you are. No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, Breach. I know, I know what I'm doing. I'm telling you, I'm not picking the Bears to make the playoffs. And then August comes around, guys. I'm picking the Bears to make the playoffs. Eh, we'll see. I'm, Things I'm taking after Mitchell Trubisky wins the QB competition because Nick Foles got hurt. I'm raw, I'm on the Trubisky bandwagon. I'm picking the Bears to win it all. Forget I the did. playoffs. His, MV, his MVP odds are looking pretty good. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Breach, week 15 on Saturday. Talk, walk me through the flex situation. We got our triple header. This is the NFL two Saturdays, week 15 and week 16. Uh, both of them are flex game triple headers. We'll start with week 15. You have Bills Broncos, Panthers at Packers, Texans at Colts, Jets at Rams, Lions at Titans, and three of those five games will be played on Saturday, and then two of them will be played on Sunday. The NFL usually announces that at some point in October, late October or early November, to which three games are going to be flexed to Saturday. And same thing in Week 16. That's where we have Christmas. We have that Friday game. Then we have a triple header on Saturday. Then we have Sunday. Then we have Monday. We, are we have, Do we have a Monday night game in Week 16? I think we do. Um, yeah, Bills at Patriots. Yeah, so we have four straight days of football in Week 16. And those flex options in Week 16, 49ers at Cardinals, Buccaneers at Lions. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Four straight days. So s- Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Is it The Friday game is the Christmas game. Friday's Christmas, Saturday triple header, Sunday, and then Monday. See, that's a lot of podcasts. That's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun if you don't cover football for a living. (laughs) It's a lot of fun if you don't cover football for a living. It's still fine. Like again, like not complaining, but like, you know, I mean, could be. That's where you could see the the 49ers Cardinals are one of those games that could be Saturday. Buccaneers Lions, Broncos at Chargers, Dolphins at Raiders, Browns at Jets. So I mean, there's some intriguing games that could move to Saturday. Uh, so that could be a pretty crazy weekend, especially since we're going to be podcasting about what thirty-seven hours over four days. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of podcasting. Debo is going to love it. Debo, right, is he being facetious? I don't think you're going to love it, Brinson. Which call it now? Which Thursday night game are you going to take off to go to a concert for a band that I've never heard of? <laughs> okay, that's uh, a six now. You got the schedule in front of you. Low key shot fired. Why is oh I'm getting uh so we're we're doing this podcast on Zoom. I just got some um what appears to be some uh sexy spam on Skype. I got a uh, some some what? Is it, yeah, do you have you never gotten those? It's like I'm not, uh, not calling nine seven six numbers. No, it's like a, it's like like oh, somebody finds your account on Skype and it's like hey there and you don't you don't answer. It's like you, you ever got those on G Chat? Wait, does this explanation work with your wife? 
No. Yeah, no one's buying it. We're not buying it either. That's never <laughs> happened to any of us here. I hit the wrong button. I there, promise. There are many things I'm guilty of. That's not one of them. I, I stand firm on that account. Uh, uh, well, you know, Debo, I, I'll tell you this. I sincerely hope that I'm even able to go to concerts in the fall of, of 2020. I don't feel very confident about it. Um, and I would, I would even bet that it's like the summer of 2021 before we're really, or spring of 2021 before we're back at concerts. I mean, how, like Sean, would you go if brand new? Yes. A, <laughs> Next question. Any other? Uh, no. Let me, re, let me rephrase that. <laughs> brand new comes back and has a reunion tour. Yes. In Oakland. Yes. At a 1500 person venue. Yes. If you go, it will cause coronavirus to re-emerge in its most devastating form. If you don't go, you will never hear the band again live. Okay, of course I would not go. I'm not a monster. Get out of here. We're going to ask you again after we get off the film. Oh, my God. Sean is definitely going. Um, I'll say that uh, Colts at Titans in Week 10, Diva, was the best guess. I thought for sure he was going to say uh, Browns, Bengals in Week 2 just to troll me. And I will say that uh, the band that I will see will be Spice Girls. <laughs> I'll go see Jay Mascus. How about that? Yeah. You know who Jay Mascus is? Did you talk about them with Chris Long? No. Talk about my morning. I, my morning jacket's playing on a Thursday. I am out of here. Uh, no, Jay Mascus is the lead singer of Dinosaur Jr. No, I actually like Dinosaur Jr. Yeah, Dinosaur Jr. kicks ass. Uh, so Thursday night, that's the week 10 Colts at Titans. This is not the greatest Thursday night schedule on the planets. Yeah, I mean Thursday night's always sort of hit or miss. I think was it last year that was really good. Last the first couple of years Thursday night was when Fox signed that big deal was awesome. Well, it's like what they did is they put so many good games on Monday. Sunday night always gets a strong schedule, and something had to give somewhere. And it really feels like with the Thursday night schedule, obviously besides Week One, that's the opener, is that. The first week two and week three are always you put bad teams on because those are the games that are only on NFL Network. That's just how the NFL does it. Uh, that's usually where you get your Jaguars Titans game. Uh, but they, and so you, that's where you have Bengals Browns Dolphins Jags this year. And then after that, it feels like they put one good team in each game that people want to watch, like Tom Brady in week five, the Chiefs in week six, the 49ers in week nine. It, so that there's enough of an award to get you to watch, but it's not like you're must see TV. There's no game on here where I'm like disgusted outright. Maybe like Broncos Jets, but even then I'm, you know, the, you're talking like week four and one of those teams, like if Drew Locke is great or Sam Darnold's playing really well. What a week eight. Falcons and Panthers does nothing. Yeah, that's trash. That's trash. <laughs> I mean, but maybe the Panthers, like, but what if like Matt Rule's a great head coach and the, and the Panthers are playing better than people thought and their young defense is doing well and Teddy Bridgewater's, you know, keeping them in games. I mean, in Atlanta, and like that's a fire Dan Quinn situation. It's it's a bad game, but I mean, I'm trying to put. Well, I guess the question is: any of these games would you rather see Redskins Lions? The two teams that didn't get any primetime games. No, yeah. <laughs> not at yeah. all. Yeah, or, or I think one Dolphins that, Dolphins Jags is pretty bad in week three. If two is playing, it's not. If Ryan Fitzpatrick's playing, no one wants to see that. Well, that's the problem is that it's too early because two, I think, right. by then might not be playing. But the reverse side of that is I think that's why people will see the Bengals in week two and be like, oh, it's a good chance to see Burrow on national television because there'll be some curiosity. But if it's week nine and the Bengals are two and six going into that game and you put them on Thursday, no one's watching. But if you do it early, people are curious, want to watch. And same thing with Tua if he's on the field in week well, three. I mean, but Bengals-Browns in week two is like, 
if Burrow outplays Mayfield, it is problems for Mayfield. A, a, a situation for Cleveland. Absolutely. Way, that, that that Dolphins Jacks game, if it's like week six or week seven, and two is playing, and the Jacks sign Cam Newton, now you're cooking with gas. That's a that's a game I'd want to watch. I Bucks. think one of the worst games, real quick, sorry, Brenton, would be Patriots Rams in Week 14. That look, you know, who knows if both those teams are going to be any good. That could be potentially not be a good, great game. I'm in on the Rams and the Patriots. The Patriots uh, over under is nine. I think I said earlier. I mean, fade Belichick at your own peril. Like, they, like this. How do they win in ten games? Because Bill Belichick's a, the greatest football coach of all time. People are like, I mean, he all he had is like all he had when he won the Super Bowl was Tom Brady. Like, as a you know, second year, like who, maybe Stidham's awesome. Well, we, all we have to go on, and we keep saying it, is that he threw one pass and he got his ass jerked right back to the bench. And I mean, all right, all right, you get, you have to, you have to bet on the Patriots over or the under. If you are wrong, you die. What are you going to take? Let me <laughs> double check to make sure it's nine. Is it nine or nine and a half? Nine. That's nine even. So if you push, you live. Just you push. push you. Go for the push, Wilson. Just predict nine exactly. Yeah. Pull it to, pull it to beak. That's a that's a really bad choice. Seems like the worst out of every option. You think uh, they're going to win? You yourself into one result. You think go. they're going to win 10 games, Brenton? But if it lands on nine, you live anyway. So why would you just not take one of the other sides? Why would you not be like, I'll take nine exactly? It's uh, a flex move. It's a power move. Yeah, exactly. They're, 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 your life's on the line. Why are you flexing? They're going 12 and four. Exactly. <laughs> That's what Tabik said. Uh, no, I'll, I'll go. Good Lord. I'll go nine and under since I get to include nine in it. If my life is on the line, I'm not betting against Bill Belichick. I would take the over. Yeah, but he'll find out, and he'll want to see you die, and he'll just throw games away just to that's, watch. That's probably very true. Exactly. If my life is on the line, and all they got to do is get to nine and nine and seven or, or better, give me the over all day. Now, I'm not going to – I wouldn't bet on it. But, I mean, you know, if I've, if I've got a – I'm not fading Bill Belichick. All of a sudden, they're four – they're like five and one, and you're just re- – like, you've got to go, like, cut Jared Stidham's kneecap. Like, you got to go bash his kneecap in Nancy Kerrigan style before, like, the week eight game just to live. Like, that's not where you want to be. This is your bet. <laughs> Don't make the bet. It involves dying. So let's see. Uh, I, I, I'm just looking at their schedule. It feels like yeah, they, look at it. They, they top out at nine and seven. That's how I feel looking at this right now. So let me, on, right, so let's just start. Let's, the Dolphins, they struggle at, but that game's at home, so that's fine. So week two, they're at Seattle. Who, do you, think, well, who do you think Belichick would rather see in week one, uh, Tua or Ryan Fitzpatrick? Tua. Tua. Yeah. He, he crushes rookie quarterbacks. So at, let's say they win that week one game because it's at home, and that's fine, whatever. The Dolphins are still finding themselves. At, at Seattle, what's that spread going to be? Minus four, minus five? Seahawks minus four or five. Yeah, it depends on how the Patriots look in week one, but probably four or five. Anyone betting? Anyone taking the, the Patriots in that game? Yes, absolutely. No, no. In, in which game? I'll take him plus four or five. I probably will. I'll no, take no. Us to win. Week two at Seattle to win. By the way, the Patriots are uh, minus six against the Dolphins in week one. No, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. But they're not. I don't think their chances of winning that game in Seattle. Thirty percent. Sounds like someone else here is going to predict that a team can't win in Seattle. <laughs> that, worked out, that worked out well last year when we did that. I think I think the Patriots will f- figure out a way to start three and two. Yeah, that's fine. I can see that because those three games are at home: the Dolphins, the Raiders, and the Broncos, and they play at Seattle at, at KC. I they probably if they're three and two and the Forty Niners are, uh, you know, one loss team, they're probably not going to be favored in Week Seven. But I, I don't think it would be shocking if they beat the Forty ers at home in Week and Seven. Let, three of the next four games are going to be really tough. At Bills, at Jets. Oh, come on, man. He. Uh, no, or keep reading one more. 
Ravens at home at Texans and then Cardinals at home. That's not an easy run. What do they go over those six games? 49ers at home at Bills at Jets, Ravens at Texans, Cardinals at home. Three and three best case, right? Okay, well, that's six and five right there. And then they close with at Chargers, at Rams, at Dolphins, Bills at home, Jets at home. I think they will go. Did they win four games out of those? I, I, I think so. No, they don't. Based on what we know now, of course, all this changes when they go 16 and 0 and all these teams, you know, finish below 500, but that's a tough stretch. I don't think Bill Belichick thinks his team is coming in to run the table. No, we're just saying 10 wins. That's a lot of wins. Without but, well, you said they topped out at nine. I, I, I would disagree with that. And like, I don't think they'll beat. No, the I took nine and under. I took nine and under. Okay. I mean, I just, I mean, like, if they were four and one going into their week six bye, that wouldn't be that shocking. Yeah, it would. Four and one against that the, that schedule. I mean, they they should be three and two. Like, I mean, they could lose to the Dolphins, Raiders, or Broncos at home. But I, God, you tell me, oh. like, Belichick's gonna lose to Tua or slash Fitzpatrick no, and then said, Derek Carr or Drew Locke? Like, come on. You said four and one wouldn't be a surprise. That means they beat either the Seahawks or the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, that, that means they hold serve at home and then win one of those games. No, not with not with the quarterback. We don't know anything about. Okay, it's just impossible. Does any breach and or Sean? Do you think they go four and one in those first? No, I think they go three and two. But it's not. I'm saying it. It wouldn't be like you wouldn't be like Seattle's. The, I don't think they're not going to beat the Chiefs with with the homes. I think Seattle's that interesting because we talked about it. I mean, they outscored their opponents by what like five points over the course of all of last season. They weren't that good. Yeah, I mean, but they could easily lose to the Raiders or Broncos. I don't no, think they I agree. Will, but they're not like, going four and one. And how have they upgraded their wide receiver core again? They got Sanu, remember? I mean, the wide receiver core is the same, I believe, right? Everyone's crapping on the Patriots. I am in on this but, Patriots. But, but in. That, coming, in. Out, coming, coming out of the bye week, they have 49ers, Bills, Jets, Ravens. That's, I mean, they, they're going two and two at best there. We're running out of wins. Well, then all of a sudden you're five and four. And you're, you're, then you get Bill O'Brien, who you pants his entire career. Yeah, but you're not playing Bill O'Brien every game the rest of the season. <laughs> you get the Cardinals. You get Anthony Lynn. Wait a you second. Sean, Sean McVay's still like hey, you're all in on the Cardinals. Brenton, go place the over bet right now and tweet out your ticket so that we can uh, have some receipts. I, don't I mean, out of, I will say though, out of all of Brenton's predictions, saying Bill Belichick's going to win more than nine games is like the least interesting one he's done. <laughs> What's more likely, Garrett Bradbury wins MVP, or the Patriots go 10, 10 plus wins? Not Garrett Bradbury. <laughs> I will say that I placed a bet on Trent Williams to win Comeback Player of the Year. That's actually not unreasonable. 140 to 1. What? How much money did you put on it? I hope nothing more than $5. a dollar. $7? $25. S- mm. that, is that a lot or not a lot? That's a lot. Let me take those bets from now on. Because <laughs> you're just giving away 25 bucks. He's not winning. <laughs> just like the Mr. Biscuit thing. With he really likes betting on offensive linemen, too, to win like these old gaudy awards just, that like skill position players or quarterbacks. Twenty five dollars out the window. At least give it to me. I'll take that bet. What's Has an thing? offensive lineman ever won comeback player of the year? No. No. But like, if the Forty Niners are <laughs> awesome, right? All right, clip and save this. Evo, we're gonna throw it in somebody's face. In the yeah, day. put it played alongside the Garrick Bradbury one and the Mister Biscuit one. Sorry, I didn't mean to cuss there. Again. What is um, the payoff on that? One forty times twenty five. What's that? I'm sure you've done that math already. I don't have to. The website does it for me. Oh, what is it? I don't know. 
All right, don't worry about oh, it. Oh, Brentson, I'm going to clip that and send it to your wife. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I'll take that bet all day. All right. You want to do, double down on it? A little fun? Double down? You owe me five bucks plus 25, so you'll owe me 30 bucks. Okay. Sean, you owe me five bucks to Venmo me. Uh, I'll give it to you the next time. Why don't person. we do? Why don't we do double or nothing? So I'll owe you ten bucks. We'll just do. We'll just do five. Well, bucks. the whole point of me taking the twenty-five bucks is that don't give it to the casino or to the 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 book. Give it to me because there's no way that bet's going to cash. You're throwing away twenty-five bucks. That's my. Uh, I, now I just have to do it out of spite. What? That's that's spite losing ten bucks. <laughs> ten or twenty-five? What do you want to do? Twenty-five is fine. I'm happy to pay. I just got my. Uh, I just got my. Stimulus checks, so I'm gonna burn it home. <laughs> You're not giving me any money right now. What are you doing? <laughs> if you win, you'll get the whole thing. Your name's on it. <laughs> like all of a sudden, and, and the irony of all this is that Trent Williams is actually going to be second, but Philip Rivers is going to win the award over him. <laughs> that would be amazing. No, this is this is actually a good year for comeback because it's like AJ Green, Gronk, Big Ben, Miles Garrett's on the list. Ben Roethlisberger, is Big the... Ben. Yeah, Big Ben's the favorite. Uh, we, anyway, we talked about that with RJ White on our, uh, podcast. So, uh, a couple other games that we didn't touch on from Pete Prisco's top 10 games. Packers, Bucks. I mean, what a quintessential Prisco game. It's like Rogers, Brady, believe me, you can't bet against him until they stop doing it, until they prove it that it's not going to happen. You keep betting on him. Trust me. That's how it works. I've been right zero times in the last 30 years. So wait, Packers Bucks, when's that? I didn't hear he's the first part. I don't know. Debo didn't put the dates on there. Oh. <laughs> Just throwing him under the bus the one time he doesn't have every six. bit of information you steal. That is oh, there it is. six. Gotcha. Thank you. I see. Prisco's list. Here we go. Are we that excited for 49ers Packers? We we watched it twice no. last year. None of those games were good. <laughs> I think actually instead of my apologies, Debo, I shouldn't have done that to you. But um I think uh the the opportunity here is to dunk on and that's week nine is 49ers versus Packers. Um Pete included the Packers uh, just twice, but like stop the stop. The Packers are the, were the Packers fun to watch last year. <laughs> weren't fun to watch against the 49ers. Yeah. Why what do you think you're going to come back? out? was like, Oh, they got AJ Dillon and Jordan love. Look out Kyle Shanahan. Here we come. Actually, I don't mind the Packers bucks because you know, we'll, we'll, how many times is Rogers in twice? I think they both yeah. won once. Okay. And so they only play twice. Okay, I, I, I don't mind that one. I guess I'm like I'm bothered by the the concept. There is a like I, I heard Peter King say this in his column, and like Prisco echoes it. Like there's a belief that Aaron Rodgers is going to be like a top five quarterback over the next year or two, and that's might. is that outrageous? I, I think it's more likely that the Patriots win ten games. Than more Aaron controversial. Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers having a great season, or Dak Prescott having a great season. Aaron Rodgers, really. I think Dak Prescott is going to statistically have a monster year. I think that would be shocking if he did. Then what? Where's the polarization on that? We don't have to get on Dak Prescott again, but I think Aaron Rodgers could have a good season left in him and go off. No. Like what, what's going off? What did he do last year? I don't know. What are his numbers last year, Sean? He had two picks last year. 25 touchdowns, two picks, I think. I could be wrong. What are you guys yelling at? I know the advanced stats community gets angry at him, but he's a top eight quarterback, right? Top seven quarterback or no? Yeah, but that's not good for Aaron Rodgers. That's yeah, the whole point. And that's, and that's the whole, yeah, that's the whole debate. 4,000 4, passing yards, 26 touchdowns, four interceptions. Lord. Let me ask you this. <laughs> it's a great season. It's a great yeah. Season. If you're the Buccaneers, would you have rather had Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers this season? Tom Brady. 
I don't. I I would might lean towards Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Rodgers was better than Brady last year. The uh, issue is that Rodgers plays. You know, he plays a, a schoolyard type football. But guess what? Bruce Arians and Ben Roethlisberger crushed it for five or six or seven years. I if I were yeah, I, I take I take that back. If I was Bruce, if I was the if I was the Buccaneers. Like I would in a vacuum take Brady over Rodgers for this year, but I would if I was the Buccaneers with Bruce Arians' system, I think I might rather have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so I don't. This yeah, I would rather have Rodgers. Him being washed up, I get it on some level, but let's—he's not Jameis Winston. I mean, his his last Rodgers' last three full seasons: forty-four hundred yards, forty touchdowns, seven picks. You guys are forty-four hundred yards, twenty-five touchdowns, two picks. 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns, four picks. The most disrespectful thing is Sean, this is his hill to die on, and his famous quarterback's Mitch Trubisky. I've literally said this over and over again, that Aaron Rodgers isn't bad. It's just that he's not at his peak anymore. That's I've said this so many times to clarify this. I don't feel like that's how your opinion comes out. I think he is a top. Last year he was like a top 12 quarterback. It would not shock me as Ryan saying if he's a top. What did Ryan say? Top seven? Yeah, that wouldn't shock me. If he only has to move up four spots in a down year for him. The problem, again, we don't talk about this. They just didn't do anything to help him in the short term. That team got worse. And that's the other thing. Imagine him on a team with Mike Evans and uh, Cameron Bray and O.J. Howard and Rob Gronkowski and Chris Godwin, and they got the kid Tyler Johnson, the slot receiver. from. I mean, good Lord, and they got the running back Keyshawn Vaughn. He would throw for 8,000 yards next year. Uh, also on Pete's list, the 49ers and the Saints in Week 10. Chiefs and the Buccaneers in weeks 12. I'll give them that one. That one's fun. Like, can Tom Brady keep up with Patrick Mahomes? I think the Chiefs roll. Same. The Bucs defense is pretty good. Really good, but Patrick Mahomes, you seen him play? <laughs> the Chiefs are going to win every game by 22 points. It's going to be amazing. You, Ryan is the one that just said that, so. <laughs> Actually, uh, the Bengals-Dolphins game is interesting because, as, as John pointed out earlier, at least it's later in the season, maybe two is playing by that point. If we don't get Tua versus Burrow in week 13, the Dolphins can kiss off. You know what I hope we get? I hope we get Finley versus Fitzpatrick. <laughs> or Finley versus, Finley versus Rosen. Rosen. <laughs> yeah. That actually might be more exciting, Finley versus Rosen. Are the pa- maybe the Patriots will trade for Rosen. What are they waiting for? And is Rosen better than Stidham at this point? No, but just you know, it just feels like that's... Give yourself right. another shot at it. It won't cost yeah. much. And uh, then Chiefs Saints in week 15. That one is a spice burger. In, in Patrick, How many times have we seen Patrick Mahomes indoors? I can't think of one time. Uh, Detroit, they he came back, didn't play that well. But it wasn't back. a good game. Yeah, it was surprisingly like not entertaining. They had to have a late Breach, no, no, it was entertaining. The final score was 34-30. to 30. It was completely off the rails. There was a fumble yeah. at the one-yard line that got returned yeah. for a touchdown. Right. It was an insane game. Yeah, but like Mahomes wasn't that great. And there was like some buzz. It's like, did Patricia figure out how to stop Mahomes? You know who Breach is? Breach is your grandfather who falls asleep at Thanksgiving and then wakes up in the middle of a conversation and starts yelling out random facts and then goes back to sleep. Well, I will say this. <laughs> the whole thing was that game against the Lions was his first indoor game of yeah. his NFL career, and everyone was excited because in college he Breach averaged this. he averaged 492 yards per game in indoor games in college. 492 and did four points. Did I write it? One of us wrote it. Yeah, I wrote it. Okay, I thought so. <laughs> yeah, that's his only game in a dome. Okay, there it is. So, I mean, at Saints, that, that could be fascinating. Uh, no, you know, Breaches, Breaches like the guy, because I do this all the time. Like he's like, his wife's talking to him and he's on his phone. And she's like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. It's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. She's like, what did I say? And then like spits back exactly what she said. She's like, 
oh, uh, okay, I guess. <laughs> That's not my experience with Breach. Because every time we're together for Super Bowls or combines or whatever, he doesn't pay any attention to me. I'll be asking him questions. I said, Breach, did you hear me? He goes, no. I would. That's because he was out drinking all night and he slept two hours and somehow. By the way, we haven't we haven't mentioned this, but um, there's no pass interference review next year either. Well. We were talking about the schedule tonight. Yeah, I know, but just something to think about uh, as we move towards. Real meaty nugget right. to have at the right. back end of the schedule right. podcast. Come back, next, come back tomorrow or Monday and find out what we have to say about it. <laughs> what a tease. Now everyone's going to listen. This might be the most downloaded podcast in the history. I'm well. just going to let that one fly as the ending. Uh, that's it for the schedule show. I'm sure there's more to unpack. This is, of course, a knee-jerk reaction, but pretty robust coverage of it. We'll be back on Monday to get, do a deep dive in week one. Uh, plus, I imagine that uh, despite Debo not planning for it, we will have um, plenty of other stuff like rivalries, rookie games. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Debo has already played for this. Uh, sneaky hey. matchups, uh, revenge games. Breach will have like three to four just like, bizarre quirks about uh, how the Raiders have to travel through Temecula 14 times <laughs> to make their week seven game against the Chiefs or something like that. Because um, that's how Breach rolls. And we'll give you all kinds of uh, week one lines and maybe do some mailbag questions. That's right. Mailbag questions. Alright. Always fun. Talk to you guys soon. And remember, make sure to watch our CBS Sports HQ show 4 to 5 Eastern every single day for the short foreseeable future. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.